everyone. Welcome to another episode of the High Octane Hour featuring Kuba, James, and our special guest today is the one and only Smoking Joe McHale. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been a long time coming. That's it. Save the yeah. World Army finally got him in the flesh here. Thank you for having me, gentlemen. I really appreciate it. Oh man, I'm I'm excited for this. Me too. <laughs> so, um, do you want to give us uh, for people who don't know you? Um, do you want to give us a quick little rundown on who you are and what you're about? I am the general of the Save the World Army, Smoking Joe McHale. I've been an activist since 2001, and this has mushroomed and grown, especially in the past year, considering the massive awakening going on worldwide. And I am the two-time, two-time Guinness World Record breaker, the first ever human being to DJ for seven days straight. I'm a jiu-jitsu purple belt under Professor David Willis. I am doing my best to spread positivity and save the world from evil. I heard you trained with my uh, physio. Yeah. Mr. Mr. Ben. Shout out to Ben. Hey, Ben. How are you, brother? Yeah, man. So, um, I think the first, the first I heard about you was um, I actually saw you on the competition scene a little bit. Um I think you're still with Gracie Baha. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and then um, obviously the Parramatta mask protests and all that. Yes. Yeah. So um, then I was like, I swear I've seen that guy around. And then I was like, oh yeah, he's uh, in the jiu-jitsu scene. And then, uh, yeah. Well, I, so I, I remember because we, we actually know Bobby. Oh you, yeah? Yeah, you wrestled our mate Bobby. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I'm like, I saw the poster. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean? Because Bobby had his like, I don't know what you call it. Turban, I think. Bobby had his turban on and your hair. So for those that don't know, Smoke and Joe's got like a massive afro and a beard and all that sort of stuff. So I saw this poster and I'm like, okay, I've definitely got to watch this. And then that that's when I first found out about Smoke and Joe. Unfortunately, Smoke and Joe didn't win. No. No. You win some, you lose some. Much respect and all credit to Bobby. I yeah. can't remember what Bobby got you with. It was probably leg lock, right? Heel hook, yeah. How, how was that? Did ben, you manage ben, to tap early enough or? No. Fuck. <laughs> okay. I made a, well, you know, sometimes the ego gets in the way. We learn the hard way sometimes. But yeah. once again, he got me really good and much respect to him. My friend Ben actually told me something about you. You're pretty much, you don't tap, you go to sleep. That's what he said about you. Well, I've learned over the years to diminish the ego, but, you know, no one really likes to tap. Yeah, <laughs> with with chokes especially, I feel uh, that there's if you're going to go to sleep, it's not really injurious to the body. Mm. But I've learned to tap. Well, I'm learning still to <laughs> yeah. tap to joint locks much quicker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, those heel hooks, man. Yeah, you like heel hooking your friends, oh, don't I do. you? <laughs> I do. I'm a, I'm a fan of the heel hook, but only on your friends. That's it. That's it. I'm just yeah. I'm just a fan of things that are cheap and nasty. It kind of says a lot about... And effective. Sort of, that's it. Yeah. That's, that's why it. I like wrist locks. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, how long have you been training for now? It'll be six years in July. Yeah. How did you... Did you do any other martial art? Or like, how did you stumble upon jiu-jitsu? No, I got a shout out to my friend, Todd, my old friend from back in the day. I was, I think, 31. And uh, it was just his idea between me and him and two of our other friends that we should start training jiu-jitsu. And he lived right near Gracie Baja St. Peter's. He lived in Walleye Creek. 
And so we always were hanging around his place every day anyway. So I met uh, Professor Fabio. Much love to you, Professor, on my first day of jiu-jitsu. And I was hooked. I, of course, everyone wishes that they started when they were three years old. Oh, of course. Be a phenom. Yeah. Yeah. But we can't change the past. We've got to use what we got and work towards improving however we can in the future. But I've been so blessed to have so many great teachers and teammates and opponents over the years. I spent so much time, I think it was four years at Gracie Baja, St. Peter's. And then because I live in Maryland and that was a real trek for me, like especially in the evening going traffic would take more than an hour. Mm. But I was lucky enough to have Gracie Baja Wetherill Park open up like five minutes away from my place. And I got in as soon as they opened there. And I was lucky enough they made me captain of the team. I never heard of a jiu-jitsu captain before. But What's a captain of a team? It's like a motivational. It's a figurehead position. You don't have any real uh, sway. Well, you do, but it's more a motivational, inspirational. They kind of saw my personality and leadership capabilities and said hey he would make a good captain so that continued for about a year and i wanted to be a coach i really felt that it's a beautiful thing to teach people especially such an important skill but i had some uh differences of opinion with uh some of the individuals there is this the wetherill park yeah. or st peter's wetherill park i yeah. got nothing but positive things to say about St. Peter's and Professor Fabio and Professor Marillo and Professor Felipe, the whole crew there. But I told one individual at Wetherill Park that I'd love to be a coach. And after some deliberation, he came back to me and said, that's cool, but you have to quit the Save the World Army to coach here. Okay. So he, he, did, he didn't like the influence you had? Or did, he, did, he didn't were you he just starting... disagreed with what you were doing, maybe? Well, he, he thought it was dangerous to his club? Yeah. Well, he thought that he didn't want someone in such a controversial position mm. to represent him officially as a coach. He was happy to have me as the captain, but he said, you've got to make a choice. And it was a very easy choice for me. Yeah. And then, as luck would have it, a friend of mine... Johnny Lobos, much love to Johnny, started his own academy in Campbelltown, Wolf Life, Campbelltown. And you guys might remember last year, about this time last year when jiu-jitsu was illegal. Oh, yeah, when um, it was all the underground. Yeah, bro. Pe- people had... Um, <laughs> people, I was talking about this on the yeah, last yeah. podcast. I was like, I felt like um, it felt like a 90s underground rave because you get a text message like, hey, bro, you want to come over for some jiu-jitsu? <laughs> I got some mats. And you're like, this was like around this time when like jiu-jitsu was illegal, gyms were illegal. Yeah, and the like, sniffer dogs. Yeah, like you go around hiding your bag, walking into someone's house and yeah. then like you yeah. go to the mats out in their backyard. You're like, yes. It was crazy how normal everyday things were criminalized. Yeah. But we were training, like you said, underground at my friend's place. And my man Johnny was there a few times and we wanted to keep structure in these you know, classes so we're not just mucking around. And so I taught a few classes there and Johnny saw me teach and he liked my style and he offered me a job at Wolf Life. And so I was coaching there for about the past year. But I've always wanted to own my own school and things lined up. And I've managed to open the Save the World Dojo just over a month ago. We're out in Cranebrook near Penrith. And I'm really just so happy and grateful. And we'll definitely, um, we'll put a link out when this comes out for it. 
Yeah, well yeah, done. You got the white mats as well. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it looks really nice, man. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, you guys should you. come and check it out in person. How, oh, many, yeah, how many days a week uh, have you got classes running there? Seven days a week, man. Seven days. So even this uh, long weekend, we are open every day. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. And you've got your... I saw your schedule. So something I found really interesting, you post it up every day. You got your... It, what happens at 11-11? What's that about? 11-11 is flow with Joe. So this is something... Once again, Johnny's idea back at Wolf Life. He gave me a class in the morning where it's deep stretching, guided meditation, positive affirmations, similar to a yoga class, but me teaching how to be calm, how to be still, how to... Is there, is there any jujitsu involved? No, so Flow With Joe is just a stretching class. Then, uh, that's at 11.11, then from 1,200 to 1,400, seven days a week, we have... Open mats, gi and no gi. And then in the evenings, we have no gi classes and followed by an open mat. So from 12 till 2, sorry? Yeah, yeah that's your open mat? Exactly, okay. yeah. That's good, that's good. And you're in that Cranebrook area? Yeah. So that's right near Penrith? Is right it? near Penrith, yeah. Okay, okay. So, yeah, I'm just at UFC Jim Bankstown, so... Yeah, nice. Not too far away. There's actually, speaking of Wetherill Park, there's a, there used to be a really good wrestling system there at UFC Gym. Really? They had a good coach there? Yeah, there's some really good wrestling coaches around UFC Gym. Yeah, nice. That's circulating. I don't know if they're there anymore. I've been looking for a coach to implement a wrestling class one night a week. Yeah, yeah, there's a few good ones I could hook you so up anyone, with. So anyone, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, I was going to say to anyone else yeah. listening to the podcast. Old matey Shane. In that Penrith area, dude. There's some good coaches. Yeah, cool, man. Yeah, like some Commonwealth Games wrestlers and stuff like that. So That's awesome. Yeah, I'll see if I can reach out to them for you. Champion. Yeah, Thank you, yeah, that's all right. Yeah. Yeah, man. So you've got your studio. Congratulations. Thank um, you, something I'm really interested about is... Oh, and by the way, these rash guards, do they come in like ranked rash guards or... Yeah, we're going to have competition ranked rash guards yeah, as well. camo or... <laughs> color coded for the competitions yes yeah, and we're going to have on the shoulders our two sponsors i got a shout out to royal oils cbd oil keeping me and the team stocked with that hemp oil goodness and true eco providing us with environmentally friendly vegan cleaning products oh fuck yeah yeah um Man, that company that does the CBD, I might need to get me on some of that. Can I get that online or? You can get that online. You can actually yeah. also get that from the Save the World Dojo, me in, person. in particular. Yeah, yeah. I, we're working as a distributor now as well. Because I was looking for some um, about a week ago. I was really sick and I thought maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like, it wasn't Corona. I got tested. So Oh, I, it's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the... Not, uh, not that we believe in that anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Scamdemic. Yeah. Um, Endemic. Yeah. We got, like, I got the thing shoved down my nose and they tickled my asshole and all. You know what they, how they do it? And um, they not like that, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah figure of speech. Yeah. They're like... If they, they're actually doing that now. In China. Oh, that's yeah. right. Anal swabs. Yeah. And yeah. And it's mandatory, right? Well, yeah. And it's coming here too. Fuck. Where do I sign up? I can't wait. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's an interesting I'm gonna, point. Like I'm some gonna, people will actually sign up. Yeah, I'm well, gonna have to study for my um my rectal swab. I'd have to study a little bit for it. That's it. But yeah, that's the thing. I was I was like, fuck. I need some CBD, man, and I couldn't find some anywhere. 
So what I usually do when I feel something going on, like my lymph nodes are playing up a little bit, I'll go CBD oil and black seed oil. Mm-hmm. Have you tried black seed oil? No, but I've heard about black seed oil, how Amazing. potent it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Arabs figured it out. It's really, really good. So is it black cumin or black sesame seed? I know it's... Black cumin seed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently it's in the Quran. I'm not... No, I'm not Muslim. I don't know, but that's what I've been Me told. Neither, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, my little my little secret is CBD oil mixed with uh, black seed oil. Good shit, man. What's, um, you look like a million bucks. Thank you. You yeah. too. You so too. it worked. Thank you. Yeah. What's, um, what's your experience with CBD? Well, I'm a big advocate for all types of cannabis, especially the whole plant. I've been smoking for a long time and I credit that, well, that is a big part of my chilled out, healthy personality. Of course, we have endocannabinoid receptors in our body and there are so many benefits of cannabis, curing cancer, all types of autoimmune disorders, fibromyalgia. No, let's use radiation instead. That's yeah, better. That's, that's way it. better. Yeah, make the plant illegal. Just like yeah. fry Just radiation. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When you got cancer, isn't that the best? But specifically with CBD, Royal Oils have sponsored me for over a year now and they've only just come on to the Save the World Dojo recently. But it chills you out and it just makes you feel relaxed. It has so many other neuroprotective, neurogenerative benefits. It grows your brain cells. I have never really experienced um, anxiety or anything like that, but many of my friends use it who have fairly chronic anxiety and it really helps them they say to me that they notice on the days where they don't take it that they're much more anxious much more tense and it leads to depression and things like that so i'm a big advocate for anything that's natural that can help us that isn't going to have deleterious side effects yeah that's interesting um i was i was part of a trial by sydney uni for cbd actually that's cool. Yeah, they just gave me a bottle of <laughs> CBD. It was yeah, sick, thank dude. You. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. And uh, it was it definitely wasn't the placebo. Huh. Um, because I'm like, it, it was working, but you, you can never be sure until you take too much of it. Mm-hmm. So I tried that. I took too much of it. And um, I, I sprayed it. It was a spray. Mm-hmm. So I had to spray it on my tongue. And I sprayed, 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 sprayed. I probably sprayed it about 20 times. And I was definitely high. It definitely worked. And I woke up the next morning. Million bucks? N- no, I was I was still high. Oh, wow. Off CBD. Well, that's interesting because in my experience, when you have it, it because I'm a heavy cannabis user, of course, there's going to be tolerance there. But even when I take CBD, you feel lighthearted. You feel like things are funnier. You, you yeah. develop an appetite. You get the start of a high for me. Yeah, I find, I find for me what it does is it puts my body at ease more than anything. Yeah. And then that allows my mind to be at ease. But something I I've, I still haven't to this day been able to figure out when it comes to cannabinoids is when I do take them, and I take them very rarely now, um, but when I do take them, I find it really hard to remember my dreams or to dream. I find that as well. As a heavy user, I really don't remember many of my dreams at all. I wonder what that is. I wonder if that's got something to do with memory. I think it has to do with the THC because CBD is apparently proven to put you into REM. However, I reckon the THC might um, counteract it a little bit, but that's, I'm not a scientist. Interesting stuff. Me neither. Yeah. But it is, for me, beneficial. I 
have so many disciplines where I cut things out. Like I'm a raw vegan. I eat one meal a day. I wake up at zero four hundred every day. I train at the dojo twice a day, and I smoke all this weed. And I have <laughs> I have incredible energy and stamina, and I feel alert and bright all the time. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, I think the I think the stereotype of the um, the weed or cannabis user that just sits at home and eats Cheetos. I think that's like slowly dying because yeah, you're finding even- out all these high functioning people are now smoking cannabis. Well, I mean, look at Joe Rogan. He's he's like the poster oh, yeah. boy, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. He's like training, he's running a podcast, doing all this stuff and he has a cheeky cheeky joint every now and again. So give us a rundown. So let's say of, of smoking Joe's average day. So you wake up at four o'clock. So everything is scheduled. I find that when everything's on a schedule and I know it the night before, you have to use less brain power to decide what you're going to do during the day. So you're much more efficient and you once again, save on energy. So I wake up at 0400. I do some stretches straight away and then go to push-ups straight away. I just do push-ups to failure and try and get a new personal best every day. Then I would go out and water the plants, spend some time in the garden. It's around zero uh, five hundred now. I'd come back inside and I would stretch for ninety minutes because I found stretching is so important, especially deep squatting and hanging helps so much with flexibility and mobility for jujitsu. You must play a lot of rubber guard. I play a little bit of rubber guard actually. I hit a dead orchard this morning. It's oh, very nice. Yeah, I don't play too much uh, rubber guard, but. I did in the past, but I found I get tunnel visuals sometimes and I uh, would always go for that. So I weaned myself off the uh, Eddie Bravo rubber guard system. But so say it's uh, 0630 now, I would come inside and I would study jujitsu and make my lesson plans for the dojo for the day because in the early morning you have the most brain power and that's when you are most effective and efficient and you want to try and do things that require attention and concentration earlier on in the day. So then I would, this is about 0800 now, I would do jujitsu drills till about 0900 and then I would start getting ready. Solo drills? Yeah, yeah solo yeah. drills. I would start getting ready for the day at the gym and uh, 1000, drive there, uh, 1111. In that time too, I'm uh, finding a bit of time to answer messages and order tags and do other save the world army admin 1111 flow with joe 1200 to 1400 is open mats then i get back on the computer and do more save the world admin posting on instagram and everything have a siesta which is very important at 1500 fuck yeah yeah (laughs) yeah that's the way man yeah bro through 1630 so what just half hour is that uh 90 minutes 90 minutes i didn't some research apparently the best napping time is either 20 minutes or 90 minutes so there's no in between it's either 20 minutes or 90 minutes or multiples of 90 minutes well if you're getting up at 4 a.m you probably want that 90 minute yeah dude yeah yeah and so i wake up feeling refreshed and even better is uh cold showers so before training every time i have a cold shower and then after training i have a hot shower so in the evening it's I would watch some more videos at the dojo. Six, 1800 through to 2000 is training. So I would teach a no-gi class for an hour. Then we have an hour of sparring, open mats. Then clean the dojo, hot shower, 
hang out with the boys post training recovery and cruise at home it's 21 30 now play scrabble with the old man and then <laughs> 20 hundred hours i would make my breakfast and then tuck into that 20 30 stretch and write in my journal in bed well sleeping on the mats on the floor by 2300 so you so there's a few things i want to get to with that yeah um some interesting things that you just mentioned to me but before we get into any of that give me a rundown of what you'll have for your one meal a day i've seen pictures i've seen it i'm interested nuts avocados bananas yeah yeah so it's basically whatever how how big's your plate dude it's a big platter it's like maybe more than 30 centimeters yeah if it's one meal it's got to have to be pretty big yeah It's, it's more than a kilo of food so it's just whatever fresh fruit and nuts that i can find topped with himalayan salt for all those nutrients and trace minerals also chili powder because i love chili and pepper as well and do you find how long like does it take you quite a while to get through that meal like half an hour takes me like half an hour 45 minutes yeah and um when you say fresh fruit and vegetables is this just stuff that you find at coles or i try and grow to uh, go to independent grocers and i have about 15 fruit trees at my place. Oh, beautiful. Oh, what do you grow? I have guava. Fuck yeah. Mangoes. Yeah. Two guava twi- uh, trees, mangoes, avocados, but the avocado still hasn't come through after like seven ten, years. 10 years. Seven years, it's been apparently. Like 10 years. Oh, really? Apparently it takes like 10, 15 years. Yeah. But yeah, also apparently you need another avocado tree in close vicinity so they help to pollinate each other like in a strange smash. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Smash yeah. Avo. <laughs> smash Avo. <laughs> That's it. Clap. They like the smash. <laughs> Avo cheeks. What about, how, oh. how long does guava take to grow, dude? Not long at all, man. Yeah? Yeah, I have two of them and I just took, one was huge and I took a cutting and put it in another little corner, just a couple of years. Cloned it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So also, uh, apple, pink lady apple, dwarf. Oh, the best kind. Yeah, yeah. delicious. And also lemons, oranges, mandarins bananas which are coming through beautifully this year oh that's awesome yeah and so you grow most of your shit almost yeah most of it and then you'll grab like a pack of nuts or something to go with it yeah well i'm trying to grow nuts as well but i need to get are they hard to grow or hard and take a long time as well yeah yeah i need to get me a uh an almond tree almonds and cashews and walnuts my favorite so can you give us an idea of the sort of macronutrient breakdown that you would get? Like, cause I'm, all I'm worried about now is I'm thinking like, shit, how much protein are you getting? Are you getting enough protein? I have no idea about the macros and it's interesting you mentioned protein because I saw a video about nutrition and longevity the other day and they spoke about a study where they took two groups of rats and fed one 20% protein, the other 5% protein and the ones who had the higher protein diet developed liver cancer and they all died and so they redid the study and they changed things up they gave the rats instead of milk protein casein which is what they were using initially they gave one group plant protein but still gave them 20 percent and the other group had five percent but uh milk protein and again the one with the animal protein they all died so with longevity, from my research and how I feel through my experience, protein is not a good thing. Pro- there's too much protein and especially animal protein causes a lot of inflammation. And I found the less the better. Like I used to lift and my peak was like 76 kilos and I used to have 
What do you walk around at now? Check myself this morning, 58 kilos. Rooster weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah almost yeah, yeah. rooster. Rooster's like, oh, one time I cut a lot of weight to make, <laughs> to make rooster weight. It was so bad, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is, that, is that the lightest division? 55. 55 is the lightest division, yeah. That's rooster, yeah. Yeah. That was brutal. But what I've learned is that this, is a, this was bombshell to me. Food doesn't give you energy. Like you say, you've got a big day, you've got to have food, you've got to have a big breakfast. I read this book, Health Through New Thought and Fasting by Wallace D. Waddles. He said, and this is true, like when you eat food, it doesn't give you energy. You need to spend energy to digest that food. That's why you have a big meal, you have a food coma, passed out. You wouldn't want to train right after having a huge steak. You actually get your energy from sleep because as we sleep, we breathe much more deeply and it's the oxygen that's giving us energy. So this was, like I said, a real revelation for me. And I initially started intermittent fasting, uh, skipping breakfast and just doing the two meals a day. And I was training twice at Gracie Baja Weatherall Park. And I found that I would have more energy in the early session. And after having uh, my first meal lunch, I would be more lethargic for the second session. So I started to research and people like George St. Pierre and other athletes mm. are all about one meal a day. And there are lots of studies on longevity. OMAD, yeah. OMAD. I think um, Jack, is it Jack Dorsey? He's a big proprietor of that. The guy who runs Twitter. Yeah, cool. He's like big into that OMAD. He runs that shit. He, he runs it. Damn, that's Literally. a big title to have. That's yeah, crazy, man. The head twit. That's it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the overseer. Yeah. All hail the leader. So, yeah. as far as I know, with my limited exercise science science knowledge um is there's a trade-off between longevity and igf1 and igf1 being okay how much growth can we have in a short amount of time so if you want to be big and strong well look you're probably not going to live as long as someone who's um not eating as much and fasting and all that sort of stuff and and absolutely um and if you want to talk about alertness i mean um the less food you have in your system, generally, the more alert you are. And Definitely. if and you can translate that into energy. Yes. But then I, I found personally, if I'm dealing with a high stress situation where I'm really alert and I might not want to be for whatever reason, if I eat something, it calms me down yeah. and that's better for me. And I find for me, that's just um, depending on the situation I'm in and how alert or stressed or relaxed I want to be. That's kind of where I'll have my meals. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I'll do it. How did um? How did you start on the vegetarian slash vegan path? Like, when was the last time you ate meat? New Year's Eve, two thousand and fourteen. Had a huge steak before my DJ gig on uh, New Year's Eve. It was in two thousand and fourteen that I. Someone turned me on to a documentary called Earthlings, which details all of the. I've heard that's the big one. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's so graphic. Do you want to give us a quick rundown? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it shows what happens in the slaughterhouses and animal production facilities. And it really turned my perception because I was already an activist. I've been an activist since 2001. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Yeah. I'm so interested in that, yeah. But the conversation I had in my mind was I'm working to free the people from an evil government system that is oppressing us. How can I, without being a hypocrite, oppress these animals by just eating their flesh? And so I made the decision to become a vegan and not eat anymore. 
this was in the late 2014. So I spent the last three months or so of 2014 transitioning. I would start by just having one uh, day where I wouldn't eat any animal products and that would translate it to a couple of days and etc. And like I said, I had that big steak on New Year's Eve and since then have not touched any animal products. And I've progressed further since then. It's been about a year and a half now that I've been on uh, the one meal a day and about a year that it's been completely raw. What's um? What made you go completely raw though? Well, you ever heard of uh, soy boys? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. S- soy contains so much uh, phytoestrogens, which cause a diminishing of masculine characteristics and an uptick of effeminate characteristics. And a lot of these like fake vegan burgers, like fake meat, and yeah, they're full of soy. Yeah, full yeah. of soy, and so all like that- my brother. Yeah, I was going to say, isn't your brother a soy boy? Yeah, well, yeah. he's a, definitely a soy boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a, a he's vegan a, powerlifter. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. he drinks way too much soy. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. But what I've uh, found is that, of course, cooked food is not as healthy as raw food because you're putting fire to it. You're destroying the nutrients. So once again, through research, I found that raw is the best. And although it's, it's difficult sometimes and you, you get really hungry, especially smoking a lot of weed, I know that it's the right thing to do for longevity and the act itself of being disciplined and denying yourself food grows your strength and your character. Do you find that longevity is one of your major um, value systems? Like one of the things that you're really trying to promote in yourself? Well, more than longevity, I would say productivity and having peak performance because we, I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. But you know what I mean? Longevity is, is great. But I want to, because I have massive goals. I literally want to save the world from the evil world government system that's killing people as we speak right now. There is no bigger goal than that. So I know that the only way for me to get there is to have superhuman discipline. Before we talk about that, um, save the world, do you, do you take any supplements? Besides cannabis and CBD oil, no. So you, you're not into things like NAD and all that sort of stuff? Not really. I like to keep it natural. Yeah. I don't like to take things that come out of a bottle. 100%. You know I, mean? I just drink uh, filtered water. That's good. And that's it. I, I find with a lot of supplements, um, if you're lucky, they can work. But a lot of the time for me, it's like there, w- there would always be an up and down. Yeah. And it would be quite acute. Like I would notice it uh, hours apart. I'm like, all right, this doesn't seem that healthy to me. Um, so speaking of these evil world governments, man, let's talk about how you got into activism, dude. Yeah. Before well, we get into what you're doing right now. Yeah. I remember it was September 12, 2001, right after the massive false flag attack in New York and Washington. And I think it was Alex Jones. I, although he's Black a- Hawk helicopters <laughs> coming in, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, they are they are reptiles. They're reptiles, Joe. They're putting fluoride in the water, making the freaking frogs gay. Oh, the frogs are gay. The frogs are turning gay. Um, you're exactly right. I I, I dis- disagree with that man. Now he's a big shill, in my opinion. But credit where credit's due. He got me onto the path of seeing how what happened on September 11 couldn't have happened. How the government says it happened, and then of course they went straight into Afghanistan and Iraq. And I remember protesting at university against those wars and 
as I did, did you go to uni? Yeah. Oh, cool. If you can believe it, I've got on my wall at home a degree in policing and criminology. Really? Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you learn anything? Oh, wait, continue. Please continue with activism. Yeah. To answer your question, I learned that the system is so incredibly corrupt. I remember that in my first week at uni. Mm. And so I remember saying to myself, I am going to use the knowledge that I get in this institution to bring this system down. That's awesome. Yeah. And so that continued for many years. And I was online, even back in the MySpace days, ex- <laughs> exposing. Bebo? Did you have a going, Bebo? Oh, I didn't have a Bebo. I had a ICQ. <laughs> I, oh yeah. Uh-oh. Oh no. I remember <laughs> that. Why do I remember that? Oh. Yeah. But this continued for a long time and it's also a personal journey seeking to improve myself. And my first political speech was in 2014. Of course, I was a DJ then, already a Guinness World Record breaker, and that's when they implemented the lockout laws in Sydney, and I could see this was a massive curtailing of our rights and freedoms to congregate. Couldn't get a drink at the bar at 1.30. And that continued with my live streams, especially on YouTube and videos on Facebook as well. And this continued till 2016 and I had a really huge following before all of the censorship we see now on social media. And I had the idea because I knew in the future that our activist accounts would be deleted. There would be all this censorship. So you were primarily, sorry to interrupt you, on Facebook at this Facebook time? and YouTube. Yeah, okay, okay. And then you knew, okay, look, um, I'm probably going to get blocked from YouTube and Facebook eventually. Exactly. So go on. So I knew that what would really lead us to victory is organized resistance. Once again, they can delete any digital platform. So that's why I had the idea of giving people warrior tags where everyone has their own code name and their own number. That's and cool, man. Thank you, bro. We have squads all over the world, and I'm really trying to provide organized resistance motivation inspiration and a real goal for people to work towards instead of having uh, disparate groups working in different directions and that continues to this day I, I remember one of my biggest public displays was on Anzac Day 2017 when I was frustrated because I wanted to make more of an impact quicker. So I thought to myself, how could I, without using violence, of course, peacefully, make the biggest impact? I'm kind of I'm kind of curious. How did you get out of that unscathed? Well, I walked out. I'll tell you the story. So let's, yeah, because yeah, you, you're at Martin Place, weren't you? Yeah. Let's start from the yeah. top for those that don't know, that aren't aware of this story. Yeah. So I figured out that Anzac Day is the most sacred day for the government and the most sacred moment is their minute of silence. So I figured that if I could summon the courage to go among 20,000 veterans and their families for the dawn service and yell out during their minute of silence that I would make international headlines. And I did. So when the bugle stopped playing, I yelled at the top of my lungs, the courageous will never be silent as long as these wars continue senseless violence stop the wars, bring peace to the world. So then I walked out of there with my guard up because I I expected haymakers to come from left and right. But the only ones who hit me were the cops. So cops grabbed me, beat me up, bounced my head off the concrete. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Threw you down, fucked you up. I'm I'm surprised the veterans didn't get here. Well, I'm glad they didn't. Let's just say that. But what was really crazy was that that evening... 
on Today Tonight, this stupid current affairs show, the police commissioner of New South Wales, who's still the commissioner, and you know that we're going to win, Mick Fuller. This guy called me a terrorist on national TV for my peaceful protest. And straight away because of that, I was blackballed from pretty much every club and pub in the country. No, whoa, what happened? Well, they said... Oh, the, like for DJing or literally DJing. just as a patron? Oh, for ah, DJing. Oh, for yeah. DJing. Because yeah. yeah. this is... How, like, is this... Was DJing how you supported yourself at this time? I was killing it. Like, I had, I've been around the world. I've played in Ibiza, England. Are you serious? Well, uh, New what, Zealand. What, what, what sort of music are we talking about here? Everything. I love house okay. and electro. Deep house. I've, I've never heard one of your sets, dude. I feel terrible. Well, well, when are you, or when are you playing your next one? Bro, it's been a long time. But May 8, save the date. Your man Smoking Joe is playing at a warehouse party in the inner west near here. So... I'll give you guys undisclosed location. Sure. Undisclosed location yeah. on the day. So it's, oh, I'm definitely interested. It's through a friend of mine. They they do. Uh, excuse me. They do tribal drumming at Bondi. They get a big crowd, so they're going to do tribal drumming, and then I'm going to hop on a couple other DJs as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. But going back to what happened with Anzac Day, they completely destroyed my DJ career. But I knew that was going to happen. I knew that I had to give up. Uh, whatever glamour and uh so what happened like what was the immediate repercussions of that like were clubs like nah we saw what you did see you later exactly like i remember uh all these places like in country new south wales i'd call them and say oh i'd even text them and say hey bro uh i was on last month you would do it again this month uh it's like, nah, bro, I saw what you did. I saw you on tv you're not welcome here anymore yeah you probably probably don't want to fuck with the anzac day of all days yeah but I guess you got the you got the intended goal out of it. You got that international headline. Well, I wanted to prove that I'm not no bitch. I wanted to prove that I'm a man of my word and I will put myself on the line to fight for our freedom. And that was the best way that I thought that I could do it. And that's given me so much more credibility today when everyone's protesting. It's a cool thing to protest now because now everyone can see that the wars are not only in foreign lands, but we're under attack. Well, that's, that's the thing as well. It's like you're protesting wars. I am. And the point that I was making was that the wars are, like I said, not only happening with bullets and bombs, but they're happening with vaccines and fluoride and chemtrails turning the frogs gay. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what I actually wanted to get into because I'm actually, I'm actually not that much against vaccines. However... I am a hundred percent against the COVID vaccine. Yeah, but like, are you against all vaccines or just the COVID vaccine? All vaccine. All vaccine. Please tell me why. Are Let's you go against on. them being mandatory? I'm against them existing. They are biological weapons designed to kill people. That's the bottom line. I'm against vaccines because they contain aluminium, mercury. They contain cow viruses, chicken viruses pig viruses that contain monkey viruses they contain aborted fetal cells jesus christ man that's intense i yeah. am I'm, I'm pro-life i'm against abortion and it's disgusting that they uh what um what vaccines have like aborted fetal tissue in it many of them many of them many and, of really them, including the covid vaccine because it's um the weird thing i found out about the covid vaccine because yeah this so, um, I never thought anything really of vaccines, but when they're like, hey, 
to if you want to travel overseas, you're gonna you're gonna need this jab. I'm like, that's uh, it's kind of disgusting. Yes. Um, and if like if you work in these jobs, you must get a vaccine or you can't work. Like, I think that's pretty disgusting. That's what really turned me on to this. Yeah, bro. And this is just the beginning. It's going to be like in China with the social credit system where if you don't have a vaccine, all the places over the past year that you couldn't enter if you didn't contact trace, if you didn't wear a mask or if you didn't social distance, all of these places, you won't be able to get in there unless you have the vaccine. You won't be able to go to the shops. You won't be able to go to your job. I think they said pub. That was like the, the, pub. the thing that got everyone's attention because they're like, you'll need like a, like a COVID vaccine passport. To go to the pub and have a beer. Yes. Which is like really disgusting. It's like a very slippery slope we're going down right now. It is, brother. And it's for the people who are religiously minded, it is the mark of the beast. It is people having to receive a mark. Otherwise, they can't buy or sell. How did you find the... um, Because obviously, you would have had to scan into a few places using the Service New South Wales app. Never never downloaded it. Refused. Never. Like I remember... Our jiu-jitsu crew. So you managed to get around it somehow. I refused to go to the places. I remember okay. there was one uh, jiu-jitsu comp where they're saying you had to get temperature checked and I kind of just walked around and kind of sweet-talked them. So you, you don't even agree with the temperature checking? No. It's social. It's psychological conditioning. It's, some, it's getting people used to pointing a gun at your head and you being cool with that and children having guns pointed to their head and being cool with that. And I'm not cool with that. And... Uh, going back to what I was saying, uh, our jiu-jitsu crew at Wolf Life, they were going to dinner at some place in Parramatta. And I said, look, man, uh, did they temperature check and do all this stuff? And they said, oh, we'll call them. And they did. And I said, look, I'm not going to go. They said, come on, try, try and come and try and get in. So we, I went there and I, they pulled out the gun and I said, oh, I don't want to do that. And they said, look, you can't come in. So I said, see you, fellas. And I went home because my integrity... It's worth more than a meal. I'm not going to give them an inch. So what do you... Um, <clears throat> so you obviously believe the coronavirus is a big scam. It's coronavirus a is a scam. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what's... Um, do, do you think it exists at all? Or do you think it's just being blown out of proportion? Well, whether it exists, whether it's a fabrication, I don't know. The point is, it's a pretext for the government to implement their totalitarian agenda doesn't matter if it's real doesn't matter if it's been isolated makes no difference it's what matters is the repercussions that we're feeling in the real world people losing their jobs children being psychologically traumatized not being able to see their mother's faces families being torn apart that's their goal i see yeah because um i don't know i've i'm definitely i believe like COVID is a thing, but it's the recovery rate is 99.6. That's what even the statistics prove. Is that right or not? Like 67% of statistics are made up on the spot. You know I've, that. I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> They're just making up numbers. And you see a friend of mine who I train with is a doctor. And the incidence of heart attack, stroke, the flu have all disappeared. And these numbers have been transferred or tacked onto the COVID tally. So anyone who dies of any cause, they say they died from coronavirus. What, why is that? Why do they do that? Because the government want to murder more than 90% of the people that live on the earth and have the rest of us living as complete slaves with 
zero freedom, microchipped, and subject to the most abject tyranny that anyone could imagine. That's the bottom line. They want to kill us all. I, I can't say it any more simply than that. What, why is that, do you reckon? Why do they want to kill us all? Like what, um, what motivates them? Because I, f- I feel like they just want more people so that they can just tax us to well, death. I mean, ob- like obviously you want to, like you don't want to kill everyone. You need, you need some people around. Yeah. But, so you can cl- live off their tax but, dollars, uh, I mean, politicians. There's definitely a lot of people in the world. Maybe there's too many people. That's what they would like you to believe. Because what about in China? Maybe there's too many people. Maybe they're scared. There's so much room all over the world, even in China. I agree with that. Like you drive around Australia, you see all these open spaces, but they want people herded into the cities like sardines where they can be tracked and controlled and traced and tagged up the wazoo. They want complete surveillance over the people. And that's why they're constructing these smart cities all over Australia and all over the world. Uh, You asked, why do they want to kill the people? Yeah. There are so many people on the earth now and with the advent of the internet, we have more information than we have ever had as a species. And because of that, people are awakening at a rapid rate in the past few months more than ever about the horrendous tyranny that we are facing. And so they can't control all of these people. They have to massively reduce the population in order to get it to a number where they can control us physically. Also, if you've read Orwell's 1984, power is not a, power is not a, an end, excuse me, power is not a, a means to an end. Power is an end within itself. People who are powerful want more power because it feels good. They want to consolidate their power and to express it. And these people have been working to consolidate their power for millennia. The priest classes going back to Egypt and Babylon and beyond, committing child sacrifices and doing the most disgusting things to innocent people. And this continues today with the pedophilia in the government. And this is a massive thing that we stand against. Oh, yeah. That's definitely something I wanted to ask about because I've seen, um, is it shout out to Lockie? Yeah, my brother. And the other guy. um, Dale. Fight fight for your rights on IG. Yeah, Dale. Diamond Dale. Yeah. um, What I was going to say is what's the 28? Because I'm not aware of this. He wore the vest for 28 or something. What's this? Yep. There are 28 high-profile pedophiles, politicians, celebrities in Australia whose names have been suppressed by a court order. Is this, this isn't like a, this isn't a theory or anything. This is this like, is they've, they've got this. Senator Bill Heffernan. Well, it's, it started coming out now, hasn't it? In the, in the mainstream. I think what we see is just the tip of the iceberg. But yes, there are 28 high profile pedophiles whose names are being suppressed right now because they are such high profile people. And it disgusts me because the innocent are being brutalized systematically by the government system. And we see the satanic uh, sexualization of children and all the disgusting things being pushed by the government, the uh, transgender bender agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, he's not wrong. I made that one up. Hey, on the spot. What about gabies? 
Um, have you seen Cuties? <laughs> have you seen Cuties on Netflix? Oh no, I wouldn't watch that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I so I. What about I, gabies, dude? You went to Mardi Gras and there was like gay babies or something. Oh, that was wild. Like, yeah. so I went. I lasted it about an hour at Mardi Gras this year because I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. Um, gone, gone there with some friends, and then I'm like, there's a lot of kids here. There's, there's, a, and then like I walked in and I'm like, okay, there's people with kids and there's babies. I'm like. Wow, there's a lot of kids and babies. And then I saw a float and it had kids and babies of the rainbow and it had like lots of real young looking people there. And I was like, this is this is pretty cooked. Fried, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucked up. That's double deep fried. And, you know, it, it just really sickens me because it is the- And it's happening in Australia. Yeah. It is. It's the hypersexualization of children. It's pushing the agenda in schools where children are encouraged. Safe schools. Yeah. If you think yeah. that you're a girl or a penguin, doesn't matter. Attack you can, helicopter. You, you, you can be an attack helicopter. I am an attack helicopter. How did you know? Yeah. Like a Black Hawk helicopter. <laughs> All of this madness. And it's designed to destroy the children's minds and to leave them open to abuse by these people in power. And this is just a fundamental thing that we stand against. And I feel people who are activists, many people. Uh, it? It's the government. Oh, dang. Yeah, yeah. Took a photo and then I just like, I'm gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So James is just pulling up a, uh, a photo of Kids of the Rainbow, which was a child uh, infant based float in... Um, the gay and lesbian Mardi Gras. Yeah, that's really. Hold on, I've got to see this. It's not good to see, man. It's it's weird, man. Like, what the hell's going on? Kids or what? They're all very young, and there was some like, oh yeah, 12, okay, 13 year olds ish. Yeah, yeah. No, look, well, fa- fair enough if they're like kids of gay parents. You know what I mean? But I don't yeah, think that's what they're promoting. But no, but the problem is, even <laughs> if that was the case, why do you want to expose them to that stuff? Because you can't really argue that the Mardi Gras is not a sexualized event. It is. Like you see the people even on the mainstream, what they're, what they're doing to each other and yeah. showing that that is cool. Showing that's the way to be. And more on the trans part of this, it's convincing children to mutilate their bodies and take these hormone blockers, which destroys them mentally and physically. And it has to be stopped. That's really scary, man. It's... It, it, you know, you know what I find scary? Yeah. That you need to be 18 to drink alcohol, smoke cigarettes and get a tattoo or join the army, but- Not to c- get on that government TRT as a yeah, woman. Yeah. To get on the government hormones, you can be like 10 years old. Like what's going on with that? Well, I, like I'll be browsing Reddit and um, something will pop up of like this woman who's transitioned to a man and she's cut her tits out and she's on the gear. And I'm like, I'm just like- whatever Gabby Garcia or whatever she looks like you know what I mean she's a beautiful woman yeah actually she's fighting Craig Jones soon is that legit yo yeah I know what I think they're gonna have kids can Gabby Garcia even have kids she's probably on a a shitload of HGH she's gonna get she'll get Craig Jones pregnant all right maybe yeah But yeah, so um, it's it kind of sucks, man, because it's like I want to, man, I want to get on get on some gear for like my training, government but I, sponsored. Yeah, gear? but like, what do I have to come out? Like, do I have to identify as female and then want to transition to a male to get it? You got to cut your nuts off to get, to get the juice. That's it. That's what it's going to. That's what they want. They want 
men to be emasculated. They want men to be penetrated. They don't want men to be... Men. Men. Because it's, uh, you know, homosexuality has, you know, occurred probably as long as humanity has occurred. People can do whatever they like in their own time. And, you know, I have friends who are homosexual. But when it's directed by the government and pushed onto the children to corrupt them and to sexualize them, it's really disgusting. Yeah, um, getting back to the, the the 28 thing, um, is there a reason why they've suppressed all these names? Like, what's their what's their mentality behind it? Because one of them is a former prime minister. And what? They, That's what I heard. Yeah. That's what I heard. There yeah. are many high, high profile levels, that kind of level. Is it for like, are they saying it's like for their safety? Because like, obviously someone might try and cap them. That's one of the arguments they're using. It's, it's for their safety. It would cause such a public, it would cause the government to collapse. You know what I mean? They said, you know, whoever this guy is and all of these people, it would make the government lose all credibility. Oh, so they think there'd be like total anarchy if like we found out that a bunch of our politicians were pedophiles. Well, they would be hell to pay, yeah. Would would that happen in this country though? Well, I prob- feel like Aussies are just so laid back. No, the, pr- the, the problem, anything. no, it's not that we're laid back. It's that we can't own, it's, they've made it so hard to own firearms Because, like, the American government fears its people because, like, every citizen is armed or most citizens are armed. I agree with you definitely. And that's why they took everyone's guns away in this country. What is your view on Port Arthur then? Massive false flag, like some retarded guy with the mental capacity of an eight-year-old shot, like, 30 people with expert marksmanship. All in the head. All in the head. Shooting from the left hip when he's right-handed. It's completely ridiculous. Police and many other individuals have come out detailing the massive fraud that is Port Arthur, and it was designed to take our guns away. So, are you aware of that, Coops? Do you need to be filled in? The last massacre I know about was in Stratfield. Yeah, that was... um there was a there was a massacre that's, in Stratford. That's near where I live, yeah. But that wasn't um he that was I think that was no, he had a SKS. SKS, I think. sorry. So explain what, the Port Arthur one. So first. Port Arthur was um is it Martin Bryant? Yeah. Um so he has the mental capacity of like a f- eight year old, nine year old. He's like pretty much a child. And I've seen some of those kids on Call of Duty, they're pretty good. Oh, that's true. That's a good <laughs> yeah. point. Yeah. <laughs> um he's got the mental capacity of a kid. Um, he apparently, he was never into guns, but he, um, he signed up to a range like the week before. And then he basically went into a cafe. This was in Tasmania, in Port Arthur. He went into a cafe and shot a bunch of people with expert accuracy. He shot them all in the head, like while people running past him and trying to get out of the building. He nailed them all. They get his Uh, coffee wrong or something. Um, but yeah, the, I'm not, um, I I think it sounded weird, but I haven't looked into it as much as probably Joe has. Um, do you want to give us your, like why you think it's bullshit? I've seen some presentations by police officers detailing the supposed timeline of what happened on that day. And it doesn't make sense. And also he, Martin Bryant did not have a trial. He is facing multiple life sentences, rotting in a jail right now. He was never put before a judge or a jury of his peers. And that just screams massive fraud. Yeah, like he probably doesn't even know why he's in the jail cell right now. 
probably doesn't know what a jail cell is. You know what I mean? Yeah, he thinks yeah. He's in hell. But once again, this is the history of governments attacking their own people to further their agenda of disarming the people and controlling everything we do. Another, yeah, another weird part about it was um, it was John Howard, wasn't it? Nineteen ninety six. I think you're right. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, I hope he's not one of those twenty eight. Yeah, I would not be surprised at all. Fuck. Um, so the he's thing, got, the like thing is, um, th- this bit of legislation that they had to like take all our semi autos away, semi auto rifles, it was already ready. Yes, it was like the day after um, Port Arthur happened. They brought this legislation in, bang, it was ready to go, and yeah. Just like the anti-terror legislation right after 9-11. Well, yeah, that was all the, like, um, I don't know about here, but I know in America they're, like, part of the legislation was, like, the National Security Agency, the NSA, can record any of your conversations for any reason they want. And, like, they don't have to notify you. Straight up. So, that's, uh, that's, I know that's in America, but I don't know about here. Well, I mean, we've got... We're, we're kind of voluntarily doing that, having like Facebook and TikTok on our phones and Google and shit, right? Exactly. Yeah. And that, I mean, we're definitely being recorded. 100%. Like, oh, we're all, on a, we're all on a watch list after this. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to my FBI agent. You guys like hang out with me and yeah, you're part of the in crew. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Steve at the AFP sitting <laughs> on the couch listening to me right now. <laughs> Kira Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we're being controlled from all angles and- my main purpose is to build an army to expose the crimes of the government and to set the people free. Sweet. That's um so how did how did the I don't know if you've fully gone into it, but how did the Save the World Army start? Yeah, so I think I we kind of went off at a tangent when I was at that point, but it was when I had a huge following on my videos on Facebook and YouTube and I decided to give everybody who wanted to join tags so we could have more organization and more support of each other all over the world. So now we have more than 1,400 warriors all over the earth. We are on every continent. We're in more than 30 countries and we're working 24-7 to bring the system down. And what are the, what's the percentage of these warriors that do jiu-jitsu, man? Man, a whole, I would say about 10% because a, a whole bunch of them are my teammates yeah, fuck yeah. from yeah. St. Peter's and Wolf Life and Wetherill Park and now everyone at the dojo. Shout out to Ben. Much love, Ben. Shout out to all of my warriors. Every day, you guys are doing the hard yards and we're going to get there in the end. Oh, yeah. So what do you take... Um because I remember a year ago seeing on the news that places like Italy, for example, like people were dying and all this sort of shit. I don't know if you heard about this sort of stuff. And and places like Ecuador, like there was bodies everywhere and that there was nowhere to put them. So yeah. what do you take what do you take of this sort of stuff when you hear it? They're making it up. Same thing they were saying in Australia and in the UK, how the hospitals are full, they're run off their feet. But I know people working in Westmead Hospital and they were telling me there was no one in there. They were taking leave because there's literally no one in there. The government and the media work hand in hand. And if they put something on the screen, 90% of the idiots that watch it are going to believe it without ever seeing it for themselves. Okay. So all these people they say are dying in the streets. It's not happening. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw a video. Um, 
online just before I came in because I was just doing some research and it was by the BBC. So it's probably not real. Yeah, man. Anything that comes off the TV is pretty much a lie. But but what I saw, dude, it was like these three people dragging it. Now, if this is real, this is really fucked. But um, I'm just, I can't imagine actually seeing this, but it was this woman recording three people running, dragging a body behind them, and then they just dumped it in the street and ran off. Where was it? Ecuador. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Ecuador or Guinea or something like that. Um, that now, whether that's real e- Ecuador or not, or Ecuador it, it sounds Guinea. ridiculous, right? Well, everything they do is based on deception. Like Sun Tzu said in The Art of War, all warfare is based on deception. And when they own the media companies, it's, it's crazy what's going on. Like I remember when Corona first started, there were these videos coming out of China of people just face planting, dropping dead on the concrete, all designed to generate fear, all designed to get people to go get their COVID test, to go get their vaccine, to stay at home and to submit to the system because they can't control the people without fear. So do you think the net gain, because there was obviously a major, major decrease in the GDP of Australia, okay, a lot of companies weren't able to produce, a lot of people weren't able to spend money. Do you think there's a massive net gain for the, net gain for the governments to do something like this? Yeah, because... Because, I mean, the hit to the economy is huge, right? Yeah, but in the end, the economy is just numbers on a computer, once again, they make up their numbers as they go Federal on. Reserve. Yeah. yeah. They, they print money out of thin air. So for the government, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But what about what about the business owners? What about the people that have money? Yeah, small business owners. That's what Why they would- want. They want to destroy small businesses. And we've seen this with bringing in these crazy restrictions. And I know uh, people who've worked in the restaurant business, their restaurants have closed because you had to have two tables like four meters apart. All of these crazy laws that don't make any sense but if you don't follow this regulation you're going to get put out of business this is what they want so people have to work for the corporations so people have to get on the government welfare and in the future like they already have the no jab no pay the government welfare is going to be tied to the vaccine what's that yeah what's the no jab no pay i haven't heard about that one so this has happened a few years ago in australia people who have children will have their government benefits cut unless they have their children vaccinated so this is something that's... This has been going yeah. on for many years in Australia. Oh, okay. uh, it's about like two years now. Flu vaccine. Oh, all is the, this, all is the this still vaccines. going on? Yeah. yeah. Can, I, can I ask you something? So this is what I don't understand because um, as a government, yeah, great. Let's say you want to control everyone. Great. That's your, that's your mission. But you need these corporations and these businesses and these people making lots of money so they can pay tax and, and that sort of stuff to keep you going. So I don't understand the point of... Um, like shutting down these small businesses or or putting dents in these large corporations because ultimately wouldn't that affect the government because they can't pay as much tax? That's a good point. The way I see it, the major corporations have grown while the smaller businesses have folded. And what the government has gained in the social control and the massive paradigm shift that we've seen in a year, like in a year, a year ago in Australia... You wouldn't see anyone wearing a mask. If you told people like you'd have to wear a mask to get on the bus, they'd think you're crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now we live in a world where masks are normal, yeah. where having to sign in when you go to a cafe is normal. I hate that. It's absolute garbage. That. And like I said, I'm not going to go to those places, but what they have achieved in control 
is much more valuable than any dollars that they can just fabricate anyway. Mm. So all like, I'm not a hundred percent how the Federal Reserve works, but it's basically they print money out of nothing um, because what crypto, what money used to be was it was a representative of say gold or silver because precious metals have an intrinsic value. Yes. So basically, if you had a like a hundred dollars or um, if you had a hundred dollar note, you could. This is back in the day. You could go to the bank and go, I want $100 worth of gold and they'd have to give it to you. Yes. Whereas now, like, they'll look at you like you're crazy. You're like, no, we don't do that anymore sort of thing. So, basically, your 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 $100 note is like an IOU from the government. Well, you'd be silly to, like, hold dollars as your main asset now. Definitely. Regardless of the account you had it in. I mean, let's say you're making your... 2.5% per annum. Uh, that dollar is depreciating so rapidly. Inflation is eating that interest up and so much more. Yeah. I mean, I, I put <clears> most <throat> of my shit in crypto now, which is fucking great. I love it. Yeah, you, you're riding that wave, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm cool. riding it. I'm riding it. I'm just staking now. So, I'm, I was trading it for a little bit. My friend said exactly the same thing. Yeah, he's, he's staking He's it? really big on crypto. Staking. Hey, much yeah. love to Dr. Kennedy. Yeah. So, yeah. what? Just putting all your money in cryptos? Well, uh, so, I use a platform called Binance. Um, to trade yeah. yeah now if you want to talk about decentralization and that's your main thing i wouldn't go on binance because binance has become so big now that it's almost like it's almost centralizing it mm-hmm. so you can give your coins whether it be bitcoin ethereum doge whatever to binance to hold to be leased out um and they'll give you a percentage return on that so yes. i work like i worked it out like i'm getting something like 30 percent per year what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you trade, you can get 30% a, a week. If that's you're a lot lucky. of work, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But um, I put all my shit in there and like, I don't have to look at it now and I'm getting like 30% back per year in the coin that I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Staking, but... Just wait till you sell out and the Johnny Taxman comes oh, yeah. after well, you. I've, we've got Ooh, strategies Johnny for that. Johnny Taxman. Nice. We've got strategies for that on the down low. Yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk we about it after. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> what we'll talk about later. Yeah. Good old precious metals. Government hates them. Yeah, well, that's what I used to do. I used to put all my money in gold and silver bullion, but I sold all that in maybe about five years ago to buy a piece of land, save the world land. So we have a bug out location about an hour north of Newcastle. Oh, sweet, dude. Yeah. So to you guys and anyone who, any one of my warriors, I should say, and if you want to be a warrior, you can contact me. Anyone who's struggling to pay the rent or having issues in Sydney, we got a place uh, in the bush. It has a shack. There's a running stream. We have some fruit trees. That's awesome. And you're welcome do you, there. How often do you tend to it? Well, I used to tend to it a lot more, but now with a dojo, I am yeah. not able to go up there Seven so much. A week. Yeah. Have you got someone that looks after? I got warriors who go in there every so often and uh, see what's happening. That's a noble cause, dude. Good on you, man. Yeah, that's awesome, Thank you, brother. Yeah, yeah. Once again, it's preparing for what's going to happen. And you going to get back into the precious metals? Uh, maybe. What I think about precious metals now and also crypto, it's tough to cash out. Like, mm, yeah. If you need, and I remember this when I saw. If, if you need it like yeah, that. I remember this yeah. trying to sell my uh, precious metals to buy the land. Like, it, it takes some time. You've got to find a place. You've got to find a place that's open. You've got to see if you get a good price. Also, with crypto, I think it's great the decentralization and the power it gives back to the people, but it's also relying on the electricity grid. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah. It doesn't seem sustainable to me. No. And 
I also think that it's part of the government plan to push digital currencies. And now we see CBDCs, which are central bank digital currencies like China just released one. So I Is think that like WeChat and stuff like that? No. It's kind of like Bitcoin, but run by the government. By the way, you can be sent to jail for having Bitcoin in China. Did you know that? No. Yeah, yeah that's so why Bitcoin's it was- Bitcoin's banned in China. Yeah, wow. And actually in Nigeria too. of all places no no you nigeria has like the most bitcoin in the world what you know that what yeah yeah everyone's sending them to the princes there it's like hey yeah Yeah. (laughs) well well, you have a country that um is so destabilized and corrupt like nigeria um the cryptocurrency is the perfect solution to that yeah so the the government cracks down on it and they're like well you can so I'm just going to start talking in Nigerian accent. Yeah, yeah. You can only use our coin. Yeah. <laughs> My brother. Yeah. Use um, our, our $10 trillion note. Oh, yeah, that's more yeah, Zimbabwe. Yeah. Well, that's what- Get yourself a loaf of bread. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's what China's done. Um, they're like, no, nah, fuck you. You're going to use this now. Yeah. Um, but that's a problem with decentralized currency. You can't actually catch someone using it really easily and, and jail them. So good luck. Yeah, straight up. Like I back people, like, because I'm no expert in crypto. I back people trying to be independent and sovereign however they can. Are you... um? Okay, so another thing I wanted to get into was um, what are chemtrails? Because I've never understood it. So the government sprays aluminium, barium, strontium, live viruses, mainly aluminium and barium, which are heavy metals extremely toxic to the human brain. They are neurotoxic, killing the brain. They've been spraying these for decades, since 19, the 1910s. <clears throat> this has escalated, and we see it so much so. And now, Bill Gates, pairing with Harvard University, have said, hey, you conspiracy theorists have been right all along. We actually are spraying these heavy metals into the atmosphere, but don't worry, it's just to block the sun to stop global warming. So this is all documented and out in the open now. They are using uh, stratospheric aerosol injections to darken the sky. This is some Mr. Burns level evil. Um, I remember hearing about this from actually Alex Jones, Alex Jones back in the day. Yeah, Probably around 2008, 2009 when I started getting into it. And um, I used to walk outside with a mask on, funnily enough. Just to not breathe them in. Chemtrails. Chemtrails. You were ahead um, of the time, man. Yeah, I was. I was. Um, but I thought about it and I'm like, I, I remember as far as I know, they like they used to call it cloud seeding. Yeah. Yeah. And it was to do with weather control, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand why they would do that. Is that just to help? Like, because they would do it in places where there was a lot of agri- agricultural land yeah. to help, um, like, water the crops or something. Like, to well, they can control cause clouds to form. They can create clouds at the flick of a switch. Right. But they do it to create droughts, create floods. To do you think this past storm was created? 100%. So all, I think all of the weather today is created. Yeah. Why would they create something like this? I don't understand why. Why would they have fires around the same time last year in exactly the same places? What they're doing is an implementation of Agenda 21 and 2030, moving people out of rural areas 
into the smart cities once again. If you look at the maps of where the floods were this year and the fires were last year, they're almost identical. But going back to the chemtrails, they're spraying the aluminium and barium and strontium to cause brain damage. They're spraying it to block out the sun so that the crops are less abundant and less productive so people have to rely more on the government and can't grow their own food. It's a multi-faceted, nefarious scheme, but I just go out every day and I see the planes spraying these stinking lines in the sky and by the afternoon, the sky went from a blue to a white chemical haze. That trips me out the most, dude, when I, when I, when I really think about it, when I go out there and, and look at those chemtrails, man. That's probably one of the ones that really pisses me off. Like to think of the scope of how much money and manpower it would be to just cover the sky all over the world with this disgusting poison every day. It uh, really boggles the mind. Mm. But like I said, with Bill Gates and Harvard University, it's out in the open now. They're actually doing it to try and block the sun. And I should say on that note with global warming, another complete scam to track and control everyone's energy consumption and to stop people from farming and to stop people from growing their own food. So you think Bill Gates is full of shit completely? Bill Gates. Because he's, he's, he's really uh, he's, um, he's advocating it hard now. He's right? also advocating for population control. Yeah, through vaccines. Is it true, is it true that he's got heat? So, because I don't know 100%, uh, I know that you're not a big believer in COVID, but... They, um, he's got shares in that lab. Is that is that true? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, along with Gavi, the uh, uh, G-A-V-I, I'm not, I can't remember the exact acronym, but it's a alliance of people who spread vaccines for decades. They have put millions and millions of dollars into the research and implementation of these vaccines. Bill Gates was kicked out of India because more than 47,500 children developed paralysis after taking his polio vaccine and these vaccines are causing infertility they're causing brain damage epilepsy autism you see the kids these days are oh i got vaccinated and i'm real autistic yeah i I got vaccinated too but every time you get a vaccine it's causing an injury that's what heavy metals do to the brain and you're not going to be any smarter after you get a vaccine um do you think do you think Bill Gates um, his investment into research surrounding vaccines was something um, to prevent a global pandemic like this is him thinking hey maybe I should like we should figure this out because it's something that might happen or do you think he's in control of this sort of shit like he planned it he's planning it and you might have heard of it, event 201. No. It was an event that occurred in, uh, it was a conference, a simulation held at the end of 2019 where a coronavirus was unleashed upon the world creating a massive pandemic, uh, predicting exactly what's happened in the months since. And so many governmental agencies, uh, corporations, Bill Gates was involved and it just demonstrates the fact that this was all planned. They want to administer these vaccines and we already see so many people developing blood clots so many people dying more than a thousand 
people in the United States have already dropped dead right after getting the vaccine. So you think this is a big population control it's scam? It's a murder, yeah. genocide scam. So do pe- what, about the, what about the really smart people, the people that the government needs? Like, do they take the vaccine or... The doctors do not take the vaccines. They don't give them to their kids. So Bill Gates is Bill not Gates, taking the vaccine. Bill Gates is on record saying he does not vaccinate his children. Really? Yeah. But he's a big advocate for, for vaccines. everyone else. That's, yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, you should practice as you preach. But I'd like to just add, if there's one individual in the world I'd like to have a five-minute round with on the mats, besides the police commissioner, Mick Fuller, it would have to be Bill Gates. So Billy Boy... If you got the stones, man, I would love to see you. Just give me one minute, Bill. Hey, if, if Bill, if Bill Gates up. heard onto this, <laughs> I, I, I'd feel pretty happy. Fuck. He's got that. Yeah, Windows 95 submission. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Bill Gates, uh, if you'd like to personally uh, vaccinate Smoking Joe, he's uh, he's available at the Save the World Dojo. Yeah. Bring it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so one thing I wanted to ask you is um, what's happening with this uh, love affair with Gladys, you and Gladys? Oh. Um, did, has she DM'd you or? Man, she's sliding up in there, isn't she? She's sliding up in your DMs. Wow. Bro, uh, people might have seen my recent protests in Parramatta because I gathered uh, maybe about 100 of our warriors in Parramatta Park and one time with all of our signs saying coronavirus is a scam and we will not be muzzled. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Coronavirus is a scam. Straight up. <laughs> See, they put my zingers on the TV. They, they're trying to make me look bad, but they just make me look great. It's like someone is in the editing room saying, how can I make Joe look like a boss on the news tonight? And yeah. they, just, they put all my best lines up there. But after that, we marched through. This was such a beautiful, moving thing. We marched through Westfields yelling, uh, we want freedom. And then we... I chose Westfield Parramatta because I know it's like the biggest mall in the Southern Hemisphere and I chose that spot in the centre court because mm. all of the levels looked down and we had thousands of people with their phones out and I was yelling to the people, coronavirus is a scam, you don't want to be controlled by the government, take your masks off. And then I was getting everyone to chant, take them off, take them off. And there are about three or four people ripped off their masks. Oh. It was so beautiful to see. <laughs> yeah. So... We had another protest the following week in the same location, Parramatta Park. We were about to go near Westfield. Riot squad, about a dozen riot cops and their vehicles blocked our access. And this was a really uh, incredible thing because I was leading the protest. We're yelling in the cops' faces and everything. And I'm like, look, man, I'm just trying to walk through. Am I under arrest? And the cop says, yeah, you're under arrest. Then I just feel a sea of arms grab me and like our whole like crew just swallowed me up into the mass of people and the cops couldn't touch me until a couple of days later they came to my place and arrested me and charged me with two counts of holding a protest without a covid safety plan so i'm facing 12 months prison for that but all the news networks posted because the news networks came to my house and interviewed me as well wham bam thank you ma'am coronavirus is a scam yeah and they got so many hits and such great ratings. I saw on Facebook, that was like their highest rating video, many of them, that they realized, oh, this guy's, you know, he, he gets the views and they're all about the views. They're all about those dollars. And Gladys must have realized this as well. So trying to be cute and latch onto my popularity and try and seem cool with the younger generation. The premier 
of New South Wales. Uh, I shouldn't. The ruiner of DEFCON. Let's let's not forget that. <laughs> she ruined DEFCON. RIP. <laughs> <laughs> I should I should go back just a moment. On the channel 10 story about me, it had Gladys Berejiklian reading some stupid thing saying, well, you should really should not protest and you should do whatever the government says. And there was a caption on the bottom of the screen saying, uh, New South Wales Premier. So then it cut to a scene of me going off at the camera. And for a second, that little caption stayed on as well. Amazing. So you had New South oh, Wales Oh, yes. So Gladys, the Premier, posted on all of her social media that picture of my handsome face with New South Wales Premier with the joke... Oh, this is what happens when you miss a few uh, appointments at the beautician. And she was getting thousands of hits and likes and, you know, the little studio saying, oh, you're so funny, Gladys, you know. But all the simps. All the simps. <laughs> yeah. All the soy boys were up in there. Yeah. The, Gladys the cucks were well represented, bro. Yeah. <laughs> cucks were highly represented. Fucking but white knights. <laughs> this fool, like, you know, people have different appearances. Like, but for... This woman to negatively judge my appearance when not only was she born in the ugly tree, but <laughs> she was born in the ugly tree, hitting every branch on the way down. And she was born up quite high. And then the tree- On the top of the tree. Exactly. And then the tree fell on her face. For her to make fun of my appearance, it's beyond- She's got a bit of ironic. a beak on her, eh? Mate, that's a large proboscis. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but that, that sort of answered my other question would be, um, would you release a sex tape with Gladys? Mate, I have been more than two years now. No sex, no porn, no masturbation. Oh, he's not a Kuma. I like that. Yeah, I'm not. Kuma. No fap. No yeah, fap. yeah, I'm yeah. all on the no fap. Yeah. Straight up. Straight up. What's That's that, mad. What's that like, man? What does that do for your headspace? It gives you so much more energy and you don't have to think about it you know what i mean because uh, i was in the dj scene and a lot of girls and stuff but i found once i focus on myself and my goals and i just i just don't touch it you know what i mean and i yeah. don't reply to those dms i keep focused on what i want to do so the ladies want smoking joe the ladies want smoking you need joe. someone to offload to I'm, I'm right here man i'll look after you straight <laughs> up yeah, yeah. Too that, easy. that's why we're here <laughs> yeah. but i would um yeah I would love to spend some time with Gladys and talk about her. Would you take her for a raw vegan breakfast? I like it raw. <laughs> 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 but yeah, this uh, this poor, disgusting woman <laughs> has destroyed so many lives and through her actions killed so many people. And it just... It makes me laugh because in her attempt to seem cool and in touch with the youth, she massively boosted my profile. And maybe that's part of the reason why I'm talking to you guys now. So everything happens for a reason. And in the government's attempts to make me look foolish, or even calling me a terrorist on TV, they can't break me. They can't stop me. The love shines through and people recognize what I'm doing and they can see what the government is doing is fraudulent. Yeah, hard. Save the world. Yeah, save the world. Um, yeah, I can't believe Gladys like murdered DEFCON. That made me so upset. Just like because like one or two people died, which I would even put it back onto her anyway because like heavy police presence plus like um, no pill testing, like 
it's there's no um, harm reduction. Sniffer um, dogs. Yeah, like so. I think her name was sniffer dogs cause more problems. Yeah, yeah. So people just slam everything. So I think there was a. It came out in the investigation. It was a girl named Georgia at Harbour Life. So she saw a sniffer dog. She was doing a law degree, and she knew if I get caught with like four or five pills, I'm never going to be a lawyer. So she swallowed her entire night supply in one go. Just went into the mouth, five pills at once. Died shortly after, and it came out. Um, like I can't believe there's no, not recourse against the police, but like they need to look at the police a bit heavy, uh, a bit more because all her friends said, yeah, she saw the police dog and said, oh shit, and then dunked her fucking supply. Mm. Yeah, I, then onus needs to be on them a little bit. I think the police aren't there to practice harm minimization or protect the people in any way. The people, the police are there to intimidate and harass and beat up and lock the people up they just take my tax dollars yeah mm. well taxation is theft yes exactly yes. yeah you get it we yeah, need yeah. It. we need more parking tickets my brother. more, more yeah, parking yeah, yeah. T- we need more council We're rangers gonna save the world with our parking fines well, we need more thousand dollar <laughs> fines for not wearing a mask we need more fines now with mobile phone cameras we, yeah we need more we need more cameras on our traffic lights we cameras definitely need cameras. more of those yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely need more of those. You know what else we need more of? We need more um, more parking rangers because they're, they're such good people. They're the greatest, you know. Government enforcers of all type. Like, I used to really hate cops and I used to have a lot of anger towards them. But I've grown and I've realized... I don't hate the people. I hate the job because, to me, that they're, they're tax collectors. They are. They're revenue raisers and more than that, they're order followers. And if you want to be a good man... What you got to do is rate and understand all the information that comes your way and make a decision on how to act based on what you're getting as input. But people who follow orders, especially from the government that's committed so many crimes over the decades and millennia, have abdicated their free will and said, I'm going to just do what you tell me to do. And that's weakness, cowardice. And that's why we're in this situation we're in today. If everyone who worked for the government quit their job, it'd be over like that. So I reach out to the police and everyone who can hear me in the spirit of love. I'll make another point. On Anzac Day, excuse me, on grand final day last year, I was arrested and given a $1,000 fine. It was pouring rain and there were about 30 or 40 of us in a group on the same day as the grand final, 40,000 people at the stadium, they're all streaming in from the train station. We're at Olympic Park. Pubs packed. like Everywhere around us is packed. Yeah. We're huddled in the rain, protesting against the hypocrisy and the government lockdowns, etc. And I was arrested for being in a group of more than 30 people. Oh, because that's right. Because this time last year, like stuff was crazy. Yeah. It's like you couldn't be in more than a group of three or something. Well, it's fucked, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, and you can't contest it. Like you can't go to court for that. They're not going to. Did you beat it? Gonna win. Well, no, that one, like those fines and things, I just cop them and I say, I'm going to add them to my government SDRO payment plan. I think uh, I'm paying them $20 a fortnight until 2067 or something you, like that. How do you set that up, bro? I need help with that sort of shit. Man, just. If you have fines, call up the stupid government office and say, I just want to pay this. I mean, like a dollar a week. They're probably like 20, I think 20 or 40 is as low as I could get them. Yeah, yeah. But everything they do is just a fraud. And the more people are honest with themselves and have integrity, they can see 
that what they're doing is wrong and we should always stand for what's right and oppose what's wrong. Uh, uh, excuse me, the point I was making about that was, so as a result of that protest, this cop in the riot squad, and I salute him, Kevin Dawson, he wrote an open letter to the police commissioner, same police commissioner who called me a terrorist on TV. Mick Fuller. Mick Fuller. Uh, Mick full of shit. Oh, it's full hey. of something, man. Yeah, full looking, of gay dicks in his ass. Looking like chopper. <laughs> full of cum. Yeah, cum in his ears. Young, dumb, and full of something. Yeah. But this uh, Kevin Dawson wrote a letter to this to the police commissioner. But he outlined in the letter how they were being instructed, the police were being instructed to help protests like Black Lives Matter. Whereas they were being specifically instructed to target people who are anti-government. The term they used was anti-everything hippies. Anti-everything hippies. And he wrote this open letter and it started this movement, Cops for COVID Truth. And I've spoken to police who have reached out to me up in the DMs and said, we all know it's a scam. We want to do something about this. But of course, so many people have jobs and mortgages and wives and they want that job more slavery more slavery. mortgage death pledge yeah yeah that wage mort in french death we oui, we oui. je m'appelle james oh je m'appelle joe oi that's why he's getting all the dms listen <laughs> to that oh do you speak any other languages i was born in egypt oh so really I speak some arabic yeah are, you, are you from Egyptian background? Yeah, both of my parents are Egyptian. All my grandparents, all my heritage, as far as I okay. know, is Egyptian. And uh, yeah, I was born there but came to Australia when I was two years old. And I'd love to go back one day. Imagine doing a set in front of the pyramids. I've seen like people Ali do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude. Are you allowed to do that? Or they kill you for if that? you have a COVID certificate, you can. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Who knows? I'm not ever going to get a vaccine, so I'm never going to get on a plane until we bring the system down. That's pretty that's Build pretty your own sad. plane, dude. What's up? Build your own plane. Oh, we can do it. Yeah. yeah. We can fly and see, you know, Antarctica, see if the Earth is flat or not. We can see. Is everything. the Earth flat? It's not a ball spinning through space, that's for sure. So, So it may be flat? Yeah. Well, it looks to me like it's flat. There's been no experiment in history ever to prove that the earth is moving or that the earth is rotating it's a fanciful mockery and it's to hide the fact because i was raised as a christian i am not a christian anymore i don't follow any religion but it looks to me that they're hiding the shape of the earth because if it's a ball floating through space you have the big bang and evolution which is another massive fraud they're hiding the fact that there is some type of creator or creators that have made this place. And I don't know about cosmology. I don't know about all this stuff. But I know that the moon landing was fake. I know there was no Tesla roadster going through space with no stars up in the sky. I know all of these rockets are never even leading Earth's orbit. Another fraud to hide the world we live in. A Truman Show. So, yeah, explain that one to me because I've never understood why the government would want to lie about the flat earth thing. Because they want to hide the fact that there is some type of creator and also that there's... Uh, also, like, they put these clues in TVs and movies. Like, I, I've never really seen Game of Thrones, but my friend told me about it. There's some ice wall where there's zombies from another land. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It looks to me that Antarctica is not a continent, but... It's a ring, a circular ring 
around the flat earth. So we don't ever know what's beyond Antarctica because it's illegal to fly there or explore there. All of these countries that are at war with each other, they can never agree on anything. They agree that you can't go to Antarctica unaccompanied. You can go with a crew and they'll fly you down to the edge and you take a photo with some penguins, but you, no one ever is allowed to fly over. That's why you want to go to Antarctica? Well, yeah, I'm saying... Um, Would you be interested in going there if you I, could? I'd love to go there. I've got, yeah. got a lot of work to do in, yeah. in Sydney. Yeah. But one day, you know, when I make my own hemp-powered pl- hemp plane yes. and uh, we bring the government down, I'd love to take you guys and see what's on the other side. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Oh, um, what's it called? I want to know... Yeah, I want to know what's uh, what's going on with the ice wall now. The ice wall of Antarctica. I guess we won't know until we find out. Well, you can. There's a lot of information. Is Australia real? I don't know. Because I've, 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 I've heard yeah. uh, a lot of the flat earthers don't believe that Australia is real. Well, I remember that meme when it came out a couple of years ago, and it's just mockery, you know. Obviously, that uh, nothing is real. Like if you believe in the flat earth, that you believe that Australia isn't real. But you know, it's there strategy is to uh who was it that said truth goes through three stages first it is mocked then it is violently opposed then it is accepted as truth and we're going through the mockery and the uh violent resistance now but the truth will win out in the end and that's all i want to do i don't want to uh, implement any type of ideology to people i just want people to see the truth and when people see the truth that the government is killing everybody, then things are going to take care of themselves. Yeah. What are you? Uh, what are you eating today? Same thing I eat every single day. My big platter of fruit and nuts, and I'm actually looking forward to it. Um, I'm getting a little bit peckish now thinking about it. Yeah, man. Yeah. We might have to. Uh, might have to wrap it up so Joe can get something to eat. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, please, uh, let we'll link it uh, when this comes out. But uh, how do people either get in contact with you or like shout out your dojo or that stuff? Yeah, as long as uh, I'm not deleted, I just made a new account this week. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Telegram, the Save the World Army, the Save the World Dojo, Smoke and Joe McHale. Look up Joseph McHale on Facebook. If you uh, can't find me digitally, you can find me at the Save the World Dojo. One, Salmon, Close, Cranebrook. We have training every day and all are welcome. That's Smoking Joe and that's the Save the World Army. Yeah. Can I hear hook white belts at your school? Or do you draw the line somewhere? If they're your friends. (laughs) (laughs) 